0: at least to uh, wander in the wilderness a bit, acknowledging that we're in our own wilderness here, you know, displaced for a while, and uh, as we've been doing that, we've been looking at wilderness moments, just trying to identify different moments in in the life of uh, God's people and how they responded and how God acted, and uh, so uh, last week we talked about Moses uh, and his mom, right? Remember that? But the weeks before that we talked about the, the people of God and Israel, their escape from Egypt and everything that took place. Uh, and if you remember those experiences, you know that the people, you know, escaped from Egypt finally, and you know, God led them out with a mighty arm, it says, and and Moses was uh, you know, his his right-hand man and did marvelous things like parting the Red Sea and the people walked through and, and they turned around and they watched Pharaoh's army get all swallowed up by the water and defeated and uh, you got to admit, God, up till that point, had done some pretty awesome stuff, correct? That's when you say, yeah, he did some awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely, he did. But now, now the real struggle begins. Because now the waters calm down, and these people are moving forward in the direction God wants them to move, but they're out in the wilderness every day. They're out in the wilderness every day, day after day after day. I and mean, one of the realities for us is that when a wilderness comes into our life, when we experience that time where our security is ripped away and, and we're wondering what's ahead, and we never know how long the wilderness is going to last. Yes, yeah, it's like look, when you go to the store and you buy the milk and the milk's got that date stamped on there and it says, you know, you gotta use it by such and such a date. You know, or the yogurt, you gotta take it, gotta eat this by such and such a date. Or it says, sell it by such and such a date. When you go into a wilderness, there's no dating. There's no date that says, don't worry, the wilderness is gonna be over on such and such a date. When you get into a wilderness, you're just in the wilderness. And it happens day after day after day. Look at Israel. If we go to uh, Exodus again and uh, start unpacking their experience again, You'll see it says, on the 15th day of the second month after the Israelites have escaped from Egypt, they left Elam and started through the western edge of the Sinai Desert in the direction of Mount Sinai, what we just learned. Well, they're going in God's direction, right? They're headed to Mount Sinai. So they're headed off in the direction God wants them to go, but they're out in the wilderness. And quick, do the math. How long have they been out in the wilderness? 15th day of second month, which means they've been out there, yeah, two and a half months, right? That's not right? They've been out there a while. A long while? Not compared to the 40 years they're going to be out there, but they've been out there a while. You see, they've been out there long enough in the wilderness to start saying, it's another wilderness day. When you go into the wilderness, you never know how long the wilderness is. Is going to last. There was a there's a tombstone over in England, and on the tombstone is written these words: "The children of Israel wanted bread; the Lord sent them manna." Old Clark Wallace wanted a wife; the devil sent him Anna. Is that good? I don't know how long they were married, but it sounds like he had a wilderness for a while, right? And that's the way wildernesses come. They just come. They're going to be part of our life. And when they come, we can go in God's direction, but we don't know how long they're going to last. And they just come one day at a time. What we're going to talk about today is how do we keep moving in God's direction one day at a time? How do we keep moving in the direction that that God has for us as He creates something new in our life? And how did the people of God experience that when they were in the wilderness. First observation for you. When you're out in the wilderness and it starts happening day after day after day after day, you need to make sure you check your focus. You have to check your focus. Let's look at the people of Israel again. It says, They're in the desert. Where were they? They were in the desert. They were no longer in Egypt. They were out in the wilderness now. When you're out in the wilderness and you're out there day after day after day, things can get confusing. And your view of things, your vision of things, your perception of things can get blurred. It can get fuzzy. Here's what the Israelites do. They started complaining to Moses and Aaron. We wish the Lord had killed us in Egypt when we live there. We could at least sit down and eat all the bread and meat we wanted. But you have brought us out here in this desert where we are going to starve. Their focus all of a sudden shifts, not from what God has in the future for them, but where? Back to Egypt. See, this is what happens. When you're out in that wilderness and the wilderness starts mounting up, day after day, after day, after day. It's tempting to lose your focus and to start looking backwards. And when you look backwards, you're going to look with a blurred vision. You won't see things very clearly. Did you hear what the people of Israel said when they looked backwards? They said, oh man, when we were back in Egypt... Ah, it was like being on holiday. I mean, didn't you think you were watching one of those corona commercials where they're sitting there and the waves are lapping and all they got the corona and the little wedge of lime up there and paradise, right? Are you kidding me? Let's remember what it was like back in Egypt. You go back into Exodus 1 and it says, the Egyptians put slave bosses in charge of the people of Israel and tried to wear them down with hard work. Was it a corona? I don't think so. The Egyptians hated them worse than before and made them work so hard that their lives were what? That doesn't sound like a beach to me. The Egyptians were cruel to the people of Israel. See, when you get in the wilderness day after day after day, it's tempting to lose your focus, to look backwards. And when you look backwards, you begin to see the past with blurred vision, and you forget the reality of what God is bringing you out of. And all you do is beginning to hope for a restoration of the past that wasn't even real. You say, gee, if I could just get back to the way it was. But the way it was wasn't so great after all. I mean, remember, the people of Israel, they seem to be forgetting what it says in Exodus 1.15. Finally, the king called in Shirpa and Pua, the two women who helped the Hebrews' mothers when they gave birth. He told them, if a Hebrew woman gives birth to a girl, let the child live. If the baby baby is a boy, do what? That's the past. Death. Destruction. When you get out in the wilderness, and it's day after day, you need to check, check your focus and not start looking backward and wishing you had this blurred past that wasn't even, at this point in time for you, isn't even the reality. Here's something I've learned in my own life over over time. Every time I've been in some kind of wilderness and I've turned my attention backwards and I tried to grab what was behind, if I could just get what was behind, I can never see and grab what's in front of me. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you can't grab what's out here in front of you if you're looking back that way. It just doesn't work. I mean, you, you, you can't reach for and really get a hold of whatever it is that God's got out here that's just waiting for you if you're looking, wishing, hoping you were back there. And if you're wishing and hoping you are back there, you're gonna miss the new reality that God has for you out there. When you're in the wilderness, and it's day after day after day, you have to check your focus to make sure your focus is in the right direction. Where was God leading them according to the text? He was leading them to Mount Sinai. That's where they should have been looking. That's where they should have been reaching. And instead, they started looking back with blurred vision. When you're in the wilderness, make sure you keep checking your focus and you look to the forward future, the new thing that God is doing for you. As you do that, you need to do that in a way that allows God to bring people into your life that support you and help you do that. Second step. When the wilderness is day after day after day after day, you need to seek out God-appointed leaders in your life. Surround yourself with God-appointed people in your life. Look what happens with uh, the people of God. It says, The Lord said to Moses, I will. Who's God go and talk to? Moses. What is Moses supposed to do? He's supposed to go talk to... The people in the wilderness, right? Sure. That's the way God works. Now, who was complaining in the beginning? The people were. The people were complaining, and yet God chose not to speak directly to the people, but instead to speak to the God-appointed leader that He had raised up. He brought the God-appointed leader to the people to give them direction and to keep their focus clear and to pass on to them what it is God wanted in their life. When you're out in the wilderness and you're going through that wilderness day after day after day, you need to pray for, ask for, and seek out God-appointed people to surround yourself with who can speak to you what God wants you to hear. Young people, this is true for you, too. When you're in school, wherever you are, whatever you're doing in your life, even this summer make sure you hang out with the right people be careful be careful who you hang out with right make sure they're god appointed people whoever you hang out with is going to set help set the direction of where your life goes whoever you hang out with is going to influence you and is going to give you nudges and directions in where your life is going to head. So you need to make sure you surround yourself with the people God wants in your life. Got it? When you're out in the wilderness day after day, seek those God-appointed leaders to surround yourself with. Find some people who've been through the same wilderness. Find some people who relied on God, who've... Walk that same journey. Sign some, find some people that are you, you just identify and say, you know what, they really have a great relationship with Christ. And go talk to them. Go hang out with those people. God says that's the way, the way it works. It says, if you go into His Word, it says, then I'll appoint wise rulers who will obey me, and they will care for you like shepherds. So God brings people into our lives like shepherds to give us direction. In those times in our life when we're in the wilderness and we get tempted to look back and life gets blurry and life gets confusing, you need to seek out and be open to God's leadership through God-directed people. Proverbs 3 says it's this way, Always let Him, God, lead you and He will clear the road for you to follow. Don't ever think that you are wise enough, but respect the Lord and stay away from evil. Uh, There's another translation that says, Rely not on your own understanding. There's a song even based on it, right? Rely not on your own understanding. See, what happens to us in the wilderness, when it's day after day after day after day, we get in there and we get this attitude about ourselves and we say, Well, I got myself into this mess. (laughs) I'm going to get myself out. Heard that before? This is where you shake your head. Yeah, right? Hey, got myself into this mess. I'm going to get myself out. No, listen. If you got yourself in, you're just going to dig yourself deeper if you rely only on your own understanding. You need to be able to rely on godly people who God can bring into your life and give you a refocus and make sure you're looking for what God wants out here in your future and not just trying to get something that's blurred, that was in the past. Moses came to him and he said this. Moses continued, You'll know it is the Lord when he gives you meat each evening and more than enough bread each morning. He is really the one you are complaining about, not us. Now look what Moses says about himself. You see that? We are nobodies. But the Lord has heard your complaints. These are the godly people you need to find. You need to find godly leaders, people that God brings into your life who understand their strength is not in themselves. Their strength is where? In their relationship with God. See that? What made Moses a leader was not Moses. Remember, we did that way back in a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, when we looked at Moses, and Moses just came up with excuse after, excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. Remember that? Exactly. What made Moses Moses wasn't because Moses was great in and of Moses. What made him great was because he listened. He listened to God. Seek out those godly leaders, not any leaders, Seek out godly leaders who will be able to discern with you the voice of God. That's what Moses could do. Moses could speak to the people. He could give instruction to the people, not in and of himself, but he could do it because he was in a great relationship with God. Young people, are you listening to this one? When you're looking for those friends, when you're in that junior high or high school and things change, you're looking for those friends Make sure you look at their hearts. Because on the outside, if you only capture the outside, you're going to go with the cool people. I've learned over my life, what's on the outside, you can't trust. What's on the inside is the reality. you got to look for people with a heart for God. People with a heart for God. And if they have a heart for God, they'll enter into that daily wilderness with you and they'll keep you focused getting your heart in the same place. Make sense? Okay, when you're out in the wilderness then, uh, and it goes day after day after day after day, and you're seeking a a future for God, now it slices down to a simple thing. Day after day, all you have to do is one thing. And that's just rely on God for one day. Just make it a one-day thing. See, we live most of our lives planning our future. We live most of our lives thinking how great it's going to be. We live most of our lives thinking about, well, tomorrow I'll do, the next week I'll do, the next year I'll have. When you're in the wilderness and the wilderness starts mounting up just a day after a day after a day after a day, day, you need to just focus on the day. Just the day. Here's the way it plays out for the people of God. The Lord says to Moses, I'll send bread down from heaven like rain. Each day, the people can go out and gather only enough for that day. Do you see that? That's how I'll see if they obey me. But on the sixth day of the week, they must gather and cook twice as much. So what does God do? God speaks to Moses and said, Now Moses, here's what you do. It's day after day after day. Go talk to the people and tell them, Look, focus on just being faithful to me for one day. Take it a day at a time. Focus on being faithful to me for one day. I will provide for the day. That's how I understand. That's how I discern that their heart is right. That's how I get them in sync with the direction of the plan that I have for their life. Just focus on one day. You follow the text that says, The Lord said to Moses, I've heard enough, heard have heard my people complain. Now tell them that each evening they will have meat, and each morning they will have more than enough bread. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. You see, when you focus on just the day, then you also are able to see God's activity in your day. When you're in the wilderness, you need to know you're not alone. And when you focus on the day, you begin to understand God is with you. If you uh you know went to the circus, you probably saw the lion tamer. You see the lion tamer? And the lion tamer always goes into the cage and he carries with him a whip, right? And he also carries with him a chair, usually, right? Do you ever wonder whose bright idea was it to take the chair? I mean, think about that. It's like the whip. Understand the whip, this revolver. Understand the revolver. A chair? I mean, you're taking a break with a lion I mean but here's the way it works. They discovered this. They discovered if they take the chair in with this lion, all they have to do is stick the chair out in front of the face of the lion. And the chair has four legs sticking out. The lion looks at the bottom of the of the chair and he tries to grab and focus, and he can't focus because there's four points going on at the end of the chair. He can't focus on the one thing. Because he can't focus on the one thing, he becomes paralyzed and tame. When you're in the wilderness, if you try to keep going, here, here, and everywhere, you'll miss the reality of God working in your day. You need to just take one day. Focus on one day. And when you focus on the one day, then you're going to be able to see God is working. And when you see for the one day God is working, it makes the next day easier. Cause you know, if God worked here, God will work there. And if you focus on that day, you see for the one day and then you can go to the next. You see how it works? You take it the one day and you rely upon God to provide for you, just like He promises for the people. And He does. Here's what happens in the text. It says, That evening, a lot of quail came and landed everywhere in the camp, and the next morning, dew covered the ground. After the dew had gone, the desert was covered with thin flakes that looked like frost. The people had never seen anything like this, and they started asking each other, What is it? What does God do? God fulfills the promise that he said through Moses' godly leadership would happen. He provides for them for the day. The key is his provision for them is for the day. Each morning, each evening. Each morning, each evening. You can see it clearly as you follow along. It says... Moses answered, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And he orders you to gather about two quarts for each person in your family. And that should be more than enough. They did as they were told. Some gathered more and some gathered less according to their needs. And none was left over. How much was left over? Why? Because God provided for one day. One day. And the next day, God provided for one day. And the next day, God provided for one day. See, when you're in the wilderness and it's starting to get long, you just need to focus on God's provision and activity for the one day. And then when you focus on that, you start focusing on seeking God's favor for the day. On just being obedient to God, just seeking His favor, responding to whatever He asks of you for the one day. The people of God, it came out this way. They did as they were told. Some gathered more, some gathered less, according to their needs, and none was left over. But look at this Moses told them not to keep any overnight. Do you see that? One day. You don't need to bank for tomorrow. You don't need to hold out for tomorrow. Just concentrate on the one day. Trust God's provision for the one day. What did the people do? Some of them disobeyed. But the next morning, what they kept was stinking and full of worms, and Moses was angry. What happened when they lost their focus on trusting God and obeying for the one day? Their life became foul. You see that? Their life became foul. You see, they tried to bank on themselves. They tried to bank for one more day. And the result was, it just turned bad. When you're in the wilderness and it's day after day after day, you just focus on being obedient for the day. And trusting God's going to provide. And he does for the one day. The text goes on, The people obeyed and the next morning the food smelled fine and had no worms. Now what's that about? They got to the sixth day and God gave them a new instruction and said, now look, on the sixth day, because it's my Sabbath, go out there and collect two days worth of food. Now, wait a minute. What happened last time the guys collected two days worth of food? It became stinky and wormy, right? But now God says, on this day, I want you to obey me in a new thing and just do this new thing. Obey me in this new thing. And so the people go out and they obey him in the new thing and the food smelled fine and it had no worms and Moses, the godly leader, came into their life and said, oh yeah, you can eat that food. Today is the Sabbath in honor of the Lord and there won't be any of this, uh, this food on the ground today. You'll find it there for the first six days of the week but not on the Sabbath. They obeyed God in a new way on the one day. They obeyed him on a new way in the one day. So it works? When you're in the wilderness, and it's day after day after day, you just look at the day. And you obey God for the day, and you trust God's provision for the day. The text finally wraps up and says, A few of the Israelites did go out to look for some, but there was none. They should have known. God told them. Then the Lord said, Moses, how long will your people keep disobeying my laws and teachings? Now get this, remember that I am the one who gave you the Sabbath. That's why in the sixth day I provide enough bread for two days. Everyone is to stay home and rest on the Sabbath. When God starts doing a new thing in your life, you don't have to focus on the behind, on on the past. You can reach for the future because God is going to provide for the day. And as you go through one day of obedience and another day of obedience and another day of obedience, he's going to keep providing the opportunity for you to move toward whatever it is he has in store. They got to the sixth day and he gave them a new direction. As you keep going through the wilderness one day after one day after one day, God is going to keep giving you a new direction to move you toward where he wants you to be. And wherever he wants you to be is going to be so much better then whatever it is you left behind in Egypt. Augustine, uh, St. Augustine uh, says it this way. Trust the past to God's mercy, the present to God's love, and the future to God's providence. One day at a time. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We ask that you would uh, just be with us this day this day, Father. Make it your day. Make it a powerful day when we can experience you here in this room and uh, throughout the rest of this day that we can just focus not on what's tomorrow and not what's on uh, yesterday, but we can just concentrate on this day and know that you choose to be with us today. You choose to guide our lives and whatever it is that you have in store for us, whatever direction is in front of us, that direction is so much better than anything we've left behind. Father, we ask for your blessing now as we move through whatever wilderness we might face, knowing that you are with us. Provide for us that manna in the morning and that meat in the evening. Help us to be full of your Spirit. We pray it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.